This is To The Point with Marcus Amick, where we cut through all the noise to discuss the things driving the world of automotive sales and service. Let's get to it. To The Point is brought to you by RockEd, the automotive industry's leading performance and engagement platform. To learn more about how RockEd helps you turn training into profitability, visit us at rocked.us. That's R-O-C-K-E-D dot U-S. Car insurance. Bring that topic up in any conversation, and one of the first things likely to come up is the rise in how much it costs to insure a vehicle. From there, the conversation is likely to venture into a discussion about whether those rates are going to lower anytime soon. A recent study entitled The State of Auto Insurance in 2023 from the insurance research company Value Penguin by LendingTree provides some pretty interesting insight on that very question and more going into this year. The study zeroes in on several points regarding the cost of insurance in the U.S., spanning an overall expected increase in premiums of 8.4% this year to the hidden insurance cost associated with EVs. To get a better grasp of some of the key findings in the study, to the point talk to Divya Sangmeshwar, an insurance expert and spokesperson at Value Penguin by LendingTree. Divya, thank you for joining us on To The Point. Uh, thank you for having me, Marcus. This is a really interesting study that covers a lot on the cost of insurance. But, but let's let's dig right into the core of it. What are the factors that are contributing to this overall rise in insurance rates? So when it comes to insurance rates, uh, obviously, it's a very opaque calculation that goes into how an insurance company sets rates. But there are two main factors behind why insurance companies may raise or lower rates. One, uh, the number of claims filed uh, in an area and two, the cost of each claim. Uh, in 2023, we're going to see premiums go up by so much because we're back to our pre-COVID normal. People are driving again. People are headed to the office. So we're seeing an increase in the number of claims. That's the first part of it. The second part of it is thanks to inflation, labor shortages, supply chain shortages, it's more expensive to repair cars. Um, cars also have more technology in them. So even a small dent in the car can damage sensors and equipment that just makes it a lot more expensive to repair. So the cost of each claim has gone up significantly. And these are the two factors that's made auto insurance a lot more expensive in 2023. Uh, we saw premiums actually hold fairly steady for several years. They dipped during the COVID times, and then now they're back up thanks to inflation, thanks to people getting back on the road. So we're kind of headed back into normal territory for the first time in six years. Were there some surprises in the study? For me personally and my colleagues, research colleagues, the surprise was how much the premiums were going up because we were seeing uh, since 2018, we've seen premiums just hover, premium increases hover around like 0.5% to a maximum of 1% or 2%. So we thought, well, are premiums going to see that steady? You know, when are they going to go up? So we were expecting premiums to go up, but we didn't expect it to go up by that much. To us, that was the biggest surprise. 
Um, beyond that, you know, we were also hearing from our partners in the insurance industry about the impact of climate change, which to us was really amazing because, uh, yes, we know there have been a lot of extreme uh, weather events over the past year, um, a lot of hurricanes. Uh, we know what's happening in California right now with the floods, but we don't really automatically think of cars when it comes to climate change. You don't think of cars getting flooded and totaled as a result. So to hear that confirmation as of climate change being one of the factors behind rate increases, that was also surprising to us. Wow. Climate change is definitely something that you would never think uh, to associate with the high cost of insurance. Um, so when you consider the fact that these natural disasters are becoming more frequent, coupled with all of these other factors uh, highlighted in the study, are we going to continue to see these rates continue to increase? I'm, I mean, this is definitely going to be one of the factors behind uh, why ra rates are going to continue to rise. I mean, I did bring up, of course, you know, the fact that cars are just becoming more expensive. They have more technology in them. So when you combine that, uh, you know what happens when you throw an expensive electronic into the water. It will not survive. You know, I was talking about this to a friend who is a car enthusiast, and he was telling me that, well, you know, old classic cars could probably take a little bit of water because they're not built with computers in them. So even if they get a bit flooded, they can still be dried out, they can still be repaired, and it's probably still good for the road. But when it comes to modern cars with all of the technology built into them, and even electric vehicles, they just don't handle water well. So the moment they get flooded, they're totaled. And that's a huge claim for insurance companies. Um, so that's why climate change will continue to be a factor, but you can't see it on its own. It's part of the bigger equation of cars getting more sophisticated, repairs getting more expensive, and just cars itself just becoming more expensive. I, I know that one of the things that often becomes a huge question regarding the cost of insurance is why the rates are higher in some states more so than others. And again, I'm sure there are a number of factors that, that contribute to that. But um, take, for example, a state like Michigan, which has always had a problem with high insurance rates. Um, why do rates continue to be so high there? Yeah, Michigan is a really complicated state because they have the unlimited PIP law, which they recently repealed. So what that means is, you need to take out unlimited liability protection in case someone gets into an accident with you. you your insurance company will have to pay for all of their uh, medical expenses and other expenses. So when you have that much of liability coverage, your insurance companies are going to raise rates. Now, Michigan did reform that and they changed it, but you know that's not going to magically make rates go down. Um, so their rates are decreasing a little bit, but not by much. Um, not that we've seen. That's what one factor, but also Michigan's a snowy state, so they're just going to have a lot more claims from accidents. When you look at some of the other states that have, have seen an increase, are there some specific factors or variables that are driving this these costs? Uh, again, I guess that would vary depending on the state, right? Yeah, it's really hard for us to give you specific reasons why rates are increasing in some states over others. 
I can speculate, but the data doesn't really tell us much. Uh, ultimately, it comes down to the same equation of volume of claims, cost of claims. That's the one part of it. But the, old, the other part of it is how much competition between insurers there is in each state. So if, you're, if it's a state where there's a lot of insurance companies, they're not going to want to raise rates by a lot because they'll lose market share. But if it's a state where there aren't that many insurance companies, they have a little more leeway to raise rates. Um, and then we're also seeing raise, rates going up in some of the southern states that are really hurricane prone, like Georgia, uh, South Carolina. Um, these are areas where you've had a lot of flooding, so probably a lot more claims. But then again, it's really hard for us to tell, you know, dig down into the details of why some states are seeing rates go up by so much and some states are seeing rates fall or remain steady. The study doesn't look at this per se specifically, but, but I'm curious, when you look at how these insurance rates are increasing, how are these costs poised to impact or, or currently impacting new vehicle purchases? Um, it's really hard for us to, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they have much of an impact on new vehicle purchases because your car buying decisions don't really factor in insurance. And, and think about this, right? You're going to the showroom to buy a new car. Uh, the salesperson is not going to tell you about how much your insurance is going to cost. You are going to walk in there. You're going to see the car you like. You're going to sign on the dotted line. You bring the car home and then you will submit the paperwork for the new car to your insurance company and find out, oh, wow, my premiums have gone up. And actually, thank you for bringing up this point because uh, one of our findings was that electric vehicles are 28% more expensive to insure than gas vehicles. And I know of four different people who bought Teslas last year, came home with their new cars, and then they went to the insurance companies and renewed their policies to update the to update the policy for the new car and found their premiums were a lot more expensive than they expected. So in terms of new car purchases, it is something that consumers should think about, you know, will buying this new car really impact my rates, especially if you're trying to cut back on your expenses. Um, and it is one of the hidden costs of electric vehicle ownership. What exactly are those hidden costs you mentioned as it relates to EVs? Um, for us, we primarily looked at insurance. So we're, we're actually seeing the, the more expensive insurance premiums for electric cars as one of the hidden costs. Now, the other obvious hidden cost is that electric vehicles tend to be a little more expensive to repair just on account of how much more technology there is in them. So if you get into a crash um, and you damaged a, you know, a side mirror, uh, that could actually become a really expensive repair because those mirrors have a lot of sensors built into them, for example. Um, or if it gets flooded, your car will be total because it's a battery <laughs> and batteries can't get wet. Um, so these are just some of the factors that we can speculate behind uh, why electric vehicles are more expensive to insure and why, as a result, they would be more expensive to own and operate. Hearing you talk about these EV costs begs the question, could these hidden costs potentially be something that impacts the wider adoption of EVs? 
Yes, and if there is more awareness of how much EVs can cost in the long run, because think about it, people were more interested in EVs for two reasons. One, last year, gas prices went up uh, to crazy levels. So EVs are being sold as uh, the cheaper option for people looking to save on gas. Um, the second reason is, you know, a lot of EVs come with tax breaks. So they're, you know, they're being marketed as discounts as a result. So for budget conscious uh, drivers uh, who are trying to save a buck and who opt for EVs, they'll be like, oh, wow, you know, I'm going to save so much of money on gas and I'm getting a slightly cheaper car with all of this technology. Um, but then when it comes to actually installing, you know, the charger in your home or um, paying more for insurance, like those are some of the hidden costs that aren't obvious. And I think as more and more Americans become aware of them, they will start thinking twice about investing in EVs. Will they stop buying EVs? I don't think so, because it's still a very cool car to own. Some of the EVs, they look good. They're marketed as cool um, still. I would say that for budget-conscious drivers, the cost of insurance and other hidden costs will become a consideration. I think the lingering question becomes in will insurance costs ever, ever level off to some degree or will all of these factors just continue to contribute to the rates increasing year by year? I mean, the rates will continue to increase because that's really how insurance works. But I don't think it'll increase by this much every year for the next 10, 15 years. I feel like this increase was long overdue because it was fairly low since 2018. Um, it went down by 2% in 2020 going into 2021. So this is sort of an overdue correction. I think what's going to happen in the years ahead is we'll see small increases again. So it'll be like 1%, you know, or 2%. Um, barring any extraordinary circumstance, um, like too many major climate events or another pandemic or um, I don't want to think of other terrible things, so let's stop that that line of thinking right now. But I think, um, and this is my opinion as an insurance researcher, rates are going to stay fairly even, and this is just a long overdue correction. I will say this as a last note, um, just because your premiums are going up, that doesn't mean that you have to just take that renewal and feel sad about it. You should be shopping around. If you feel like your insurance company has raised your premiums and you're not comfortable with paying that amount, call up your independent agent or call up a bunch of competing insurance companies in your areas and ask them for quotes. Chances are you probably save up to $200 just shopping around. That's an interesting point because auto insurance is typically this cost that people just sort of continue to pay without ever questioning, right? Exactly. And um, one of my personal uh, beliefs is it's our money. So we should be asking questions about uh, to people we're paying money for services. And that includes insurance. So if you're not sure about why you're paying more money for insurance, or you're not happy with the mom with the money you have to pay for your policy, call up your insurance company and ask them why. Um, ask them to for discounts. And if you're not getting answers from your current insurance company, go to their competitors because 
you will be able to save some money just by doing that. Shopping around saves a lot of money. We did a survey on this. 95% of Americans who shopped around save money on insurance, but less than a quarter of people do it. Wow. Great insight, Divya, for, for those buying cars and those in the business of understanding the challenges that many consumers face when it comes to owning a vehicle. Thank, thanks again for taking the time to give us a summary of some of the high points of, of the study. Thank you so much for having me, and I hope that your listeners find this helpful. Now, back to the noise. <laughs>